The views and opinions expressed by guests on this program are not necessarily the views of Thinking Bigger Business Media, Inc. or its employees. Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. Our guest today is Amber Arnett Beckwith. She's the vice president of Full Moon Productions, which operates four haunted houses in the West Bottoms. And she's also a board member of the Central Industrial District Association, the spokesperson and public relations co-chair for America Haunts, Kansas City Downtown Planning Committee, She's also a committee member of Boulevardia and the vice president of the West Bottoms Business District Association. So she not only runs a family-operated business, but she is incredibly and, and intricately involved in the business community that her company is a part of. Welcome to the show today. Good morning. Welcome. So, yes, yeah, so happy to have you here. Now, I, I guess I have to just get this out of the way. I guess we could call you a entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. That could be one way to, to state it. Yes. I, I actually, I can't claim that. Um, I saw that in an article that we did on you back in 2009. I thought that was kind very of, clever, kind, kind of funny. But um, let's start with Full Moon Productions. As I mentioned, it's a family business. Um, what inspired that business? You know, um, I'm very blessed to come from a very creative family and actually grew up at Lake of the Ozarks where my family had began an outdoor theater called Summer's Moonglow Theater. Um, And it started on my grandparents' property back three miles down a gravel road. And a lot of our family participated in that. And so as a, as a very small girl, that's what I grew up in, was in the theatrics and the love for theater and just being involved in that whole show business aspect. And so when they got in debt, because some people, you know, couldn't find their way down the three-mile gravel road. Um, and at that time, like the Ozarks also didn't have the population that it has today what, on what, the retirement side. Yeah. And what, type, what time period are we talking about here? We're talking in the early 1970s. Okay. Yeah. So right. we ran the theater from like 1972 up through the bicentennial. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember in the in 1976 doing Uncle Sam's Diary was one of our shows. And that was in the summertime. And it was very affected by weather, you know, so Absolutely. outdoor theater, same as Starlight is mm-hmm. here, you know, the, the temperature and rain and wind can make a difference. And so we needed to find a way to um, get out of debt and to really spread our rings and get to a bigger stage. And so um, the natural choice was Kansas City. And how do you do that with a summer type um, show and extend that. Right. Um, so the idea became to do a haunted attraction. And it was really, I think, the love of, of my uncle, who is the current president, Monty Summers. He, he definitely was a prankster as a child and liked <laughs> to scare people. My great-grandfather was a pastor, and when he'd have the church groups down, that was his greatest joy, was to see how badly he could scare them. 
mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it really became a love of that and the theatrics and molding that all together. And I would have to say a lot of people don't realize the edge of hell is the oldest commercial haunted attraction in the United States. Yes, so it is. We really embarked on a whole new industry, not realizing it necessarily at the time, but that's really what it's all started with. Yeah. It's the granddaddy of them all in the country. Mm-hmm. And if you live in Kansas City and that's what you grew up with and you go other places, you think they all should be like right. this. Right. You just and take so, it for granted. Yeah. And so from the business side, we looked at what were the issues with the theater, you know, the outdoor, the weather. Mm-hmm. And so the haunted attractions are permanent installations. Everyone says, you know. And around the country, a lot of them aren't like that. They pop up, they tear them down, they're temporary, they go into one story, Um, maybe malls that have been Mm -hmm. abandoned and stuff like that. And we're really about the haunting element. We're not in, I've, people always say, oh, what's your favorite scary movie? Mm -hmm. I've never watched one. Really? Never. Oh, I'm so surprised. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, it's really about our own creative ideas um, and bringing those to life. And it's about traveling through and creating that element to put you in a different place in your mind and Mm -hmm. believing that that's where you are. And that's really how it works. So when you walk into one of our scenes, you break a laser beam because, of course, technology has changed from 1975 to 2015. And I was going to ask you how that's impacted what you do. Oh, it's huge, huge. And it also has completely changed the financial structure Mm -hmm. of what it costs to install um, the cost of technology. Um, and the hard use because we're only open for 30 days out of the entire year. Right. But during that time, all that equipment is used in ways that it's really not made for. Mm-hmm. And we're constantly pushing the envelope and looking at ways to develop in order to have that type of equipment that can last longer. Exactly. So I think a lot of people don't realize how much it really costs to do a haunted attraction. Sure. And what you're describing is really a theatrical production. You're not about the blood and guts and gore. No, absolutely not. That's not who we are at all. Now, I'm not going to say, you know, I run um, a board of the top haunted attractions in the country, and I'm not going to say that that isn't some of their themes, Mm -hmm. but it is absolutely not ours. Each one of ours is themed completely from the minute you walk in the door until you exit. It's all about that one theme. And I believe that working in psychology of fear and phobias that in order for the mind to remain there um, and for us to work our magic, so to speak, while you're inside, you really have to stay in that same theme by jumping from one idea to the next. It breaks the continuity. Yeah, Yeah, it breaks the continuity in the mind. And then you're not as easily provoked into the phobia that I'm trying to get you to exactly. and react from. As I mentioned, this is a family-owned business. How did you get into the business? Uh, did you start out playing a character? Did you start out cleaning toilets? I mean, <laughs> Both, yes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, in small business in America, no different in theatrics, you do a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. And as a young girl, yes, I performed um, and grew up watching my mother and grandmother perform. And it's really their ideas Um, And their amazing talent that this company was built on. It's the foundation. And so that's another thing that I think is surprising to people is that the haunted industry was really embarked on by two women. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, of course, fed with the love and ideas from my uncle as well. But I think that their ideas um, 
still remain, they're still there today. Those original themes are still there. They have not changed. What's changed is the technology and adding into the scenes and really utilizing different characters and costumes. That's what makes it different every single year. So the edge of hell is still about the fact that, you know, if you want to walk on the edge, you're going to encounter these sorts of demons in your lives. And mm-hmm. the theme of that is snakes and rats, which, of course, takes us to some of the top phobias that the oh, yeah. mass majority of the population yeah, You're have. making my skin crawl just talking <laughs> about snakes and rats. Well, and... <laughs> A lot, of people, <laughs> a lot of people aren't aware that we have Medusa. She is the Guinness Book of World Records largest living reticulated python in captivity right here in Kansas City. So really? we not only have the largest water slide, but the largest snake as well. Oh, for heaven's sakes. And you, it, it's actually part of the It's actually, she's show part or? of the show. Yep. And oh she's getting gosh. ready to have a premiere at uh, Boulevardia. Okay. Which we're going to talk about in a few minutes. Um, so how, how old is this snake? She's only seven. She's only seven, but mm-hmm. she's large. Very large. How large? She is. <laughs> <laughs> Pull it out of you. <laughs> she's 25 feet, two inches, oh and she goodness. weighs 425 oh pounds. Oh, my gosh. And I take it she's never gotten loose during the <laughs> Maybe, maybe not. We don't oh. disclose such things. <laughs> but okay. she, you know, I grew up, I actually grew up on a farm, and, you know, People always say, well, what phobias do you have? Well, if your family does a haunted house and that's what you grow up in, you better get over your phobias pretty quickly. <laughs> you know, those just can't stay around very long. And so, yeah, I acted in the theater. And then um, when I was very small, we had um, a coffin that I would lay in and I would <laughs> sprinkle petals down on the people that we would get from local cemeteries mm-hmm. as people would enter in. And then in the, in, at the end of the night when I got tired, I'd sleep there till I was scooped up and, <laughs> and taken home. So, so you have slept in a coffin. Absolutely. <laughs> more than absolutely, once. <laughs> more than once. Many nights. Yes. My gosh. Um, You know, you have alluded to how technology has changed your business. How do you continue to keep the experience fresh for a very, um, in many ways, jaded audience and a very savvy and demanding audience? You know, there's these... All these video games, there's animation that feels real. We're exposed to all of these, you know, from the time our little kids uh, are can play with them. So, how do you keep that freshness? And you know what, you you have definitely hit on something that is an ongoing challenge mm-hmm. because the expectation of people in today's society and kids with what like you said, special effects in the movies and what they engage in every day in video games definitely um, alters their mind and what will cause that phobia or reaction um, to happen. And so they're looking for that adrenaline rush, you know? And so that's what we talk about is with the phobias, what's going to get them to um, think about where they're at and how to react. And I think the biggest thing that you have to keep in mind is, do you ever say, well, we're tired of Santa Claus. Let's get somebody new. Mm, It's true. When you look at the holidays and you look at tradition, it's not necessarily about always doing something new. It's sometimes about, I like to point out that, you know, forever it was werewolves and vampires were the king of the underworld Mm -hmm. or the dark element. And my goodness, in the last two to three years, zombies have become everything. They're finally getting their due, you know? (laughs) It's like, finally, the zombies are... Zombie advocate here. Absolutely. So 
If you look at it, it's really, we continue to recycle the old and the history. And it's a new twist, you know. So what's been going on, I think, in Hollywood as far as with television shows and movies definitely sprinkles down into our society and, and becomes very popular, the apocalypse and how things, the sci-fi. So that definitely plays on what people are attracted to or what they think's hot at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also have to remember that we're not necessarily all about that. We have one haunted attraction where we take a look at Hollywood. But in Kansas City, it's all about our own creativity, you know? And so, yes, we're reusing those characters every single year. Mm -hmm. Um, But to keep it fresh, it's the technology. It's the new actors that I mentioned before. Every single person brings a different life into that scene and plays that character a little bit differently. And that also works well with people's different ways that they react because Mm -hmm. everyone scares differently. Yes. You know, so some people cry, crawl, scream, you know, run, run over their neighbor, you know, it's, it's amazing. And, and sometimes yes, quite humorous how people react to being scared. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, I want to talk about why you decided to move uh, full moon productions down to the West bottoms and the development that is going on down there. Now you're listening to smart companies radio on blog talk radio. We'll be right back. Interested in growing your business? Thinking Bigger Business Media has the resources you need to grow your company to the next level. Whether it's an aspiring business, a startup, established, or mature, Thinking Bigger provides the how-to strategies, critical connections, and key information to make your business more productive and more profitable. Check us out at ithinkbigger.com and find out what successful Kansas City business owners already know. Thinking Bigger Business Media is the resource for growing your businesses. Visit us today at www.ithinkbigger.com. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. morning. Welcome back to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. We're visiting here this morning with Amber Beckwith. She's the vice president of Full Moon Productions. They operate four haunted houses in the West Bottom. And Amber's been telling us about that family business, how it got started, how she got involved in the business, and you know how they keep the experience fresh in this day and age with all the advanced technology that we have and ways to scare people and, and have them experience through animation and so forth. But, you know, what I'd really like to talk about now is the West Bottoms. You moved Full Moon Productions there in 1988, I believe, right? Um, That's correct. Our last year at 7th and Wyandotte was in 1987. Okay. Why did you decide to move to the West Bottoms? Well, at that time, that area was rezoned, and we were asked to move by the city. It wasn't by choice at the time. And, you know, we really debated on... Are we going to continue, you mm-hmm. know? So we started looking around and the West Bottoms, when we would go down there, just the architectural structure and the buildings. And yet we were warned again and again and again. They said even the edge of hell couldn't make it in the West Bottoms because um, at that time it was really an area that it had been abandoned mm-hmm. by the city. Creepy on its own. <laughs> yeah. And exactly what we were looking for. <laughs> and so, um, you know, we, th- we said no. 
we loved the building and we said, we think that, uh, we think we want to take this on. And the area has just become a part of who we are Mm -hmm. and we have loved it and embraced it. And people think that, you know, we're in the Bahamas the rest of the year, just sitting on a beach because the haunted attractions make so much money. And Oh, I wish they did. (laughs) I would love to be on the beach the rest of the year and only work 30 Mm -hmm. days. But the haunted attractions take an entire year to prepare for every Mm -hmm. single year. And the rest of the time we are there passionately working on the West Bottoms. And I think that that's what is very interesting right now is people are like, wow, look, the West Bottoms, this diamond in the rough. How did I not see it before? It's been there. It's been there the whole time. It's been there long before anyone ever noticed. And it is what we term the original Kansas City. Mm -hmm. And that's what a lot of people don't realize is that I truly believe um, that the edge of hell is the angel of the West Bottoms. Because had we not moved into the West Bottoms in 1988 and opened, built the beast in 1991, and very with great passion, worked on that community as a whole. Because what are people looking for in the city or in places to do business? They want clean, Mm -hmm. they want safe, they want good schools. Um, And so that's what we've been working on. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we'll ever get the school um, issue. You have to have population. Yeah, Yeah. you have to have denser population down there. But, well... Yes, but I mean, in Kansas City as oh, a whole, as a that's, whole yes, that's a exactly. major issue. Right. That's something that we seriously have to take on as a city. And yes, we are the West Bottoms, but we are a part of Kansas City. Mm-hmm. So Exactly. And, you know, there has been attempts at development over the years. I mean, when Kemper was put down there, what's 40 some years ago, I mean, it attracted crowds, but the development that was expected to follow really didn't come. And of course, the popularity of the American Royal attracts crowds down there every fall, along with your haunted houses. But the development, uh, there have been different developers that come in, but for some reason or another, they don't, you know, they don't pull the trigger. What's well, been the issue? I, I think that... I will quote, I won't say who it is, Mm -hmm. but there was a developer who came in um, and asked us to come, they were asked to come in by the city. And, you know, his response was, why would I invest in your city when you won't? Mm. So when you say, oh, wow, why hasn't development happened? It's right exactly what I started with. It wasn't clean. Mm -hmm. It wasn't safe. And the infrastructure dollar had been deferred for years and years and years. And so when I first started sitting on the overall downtown planning committee and you you bring in all the different neighborhoods, but we're supposed to be there for the good of the whole, right? Mm -hmm. And you hear areas that have been given chances time and time and time again. um, it's, It's hard to sit there and say, wait a minute. We need that infrastructure dollar down here. This is what historic tax credits are for. We need sidewalks. I need the sewers fixed. We need to really take a look at our levees and what are we going to do in the future so that we don't continue to have flood issues. And so what we, I I met with Kay Barnes Mm -hmm. and I said, what can I do to get a street sweeper? What can I do to get help? And she said, you know what? Kansas City is so large and I have just this budget that is not working well for me. You need to do it on your own. 
Mm-hmm. And from that point on, that is what the community of the West Bottoms has done, being led by Full Moon Productions. And there are incredible people down there that have joined in. Uh, Faultless Starch has done a lot mm-hmm. of work in the West Bottoms in moving their plant back yes. into the area. Yes. Um, Bill Haw has really been a champion of trying to work on getting the city to build on his property and how can that be funded. And I think that Kansas City needs to look at the river. In most cities, my husband is from Des Moines and I spent quite a bit of time up there, Mm -hmm. lived there for several years. And the river is celebrated. In a lot of cities, our river is celebrated and in Kansas City, it is not. And so when you say, why hasn't it happened? The funding wasn't there. The backing by the city. Yes, they put Kemper there, but there was no infrastructure Mm -hmm. around it. Right. So, and so what they did then was they went up the hill and they built Sprint. Mm -hmm. And I hope that that works. It's there and and we're committed. Right. We're committed for a very long time, but I find power and light to be very sterile. Mm -hmm. And so isn't that maybe why the popularity of the West Bottoms continues to grow. We have started West Bottoms Security. Mm-hmm. It is now the safest place in Kansas City when you look at the crime maps. Mm. Um, we cl- do all the graffiti cleaning on city property. We kill all the weeds on city property. We pick up trash. We pay for all the dumpsters. We coordinate with KCPD in order to bring down people who need to do community service to pick up our trash. Mm-hmm. We still have dumping issues. Yeah. We still have... All these things that we have to work on, it's not funded by the city. No, it's a perfect example of a neighborhood not just waiting for something to happen to it, but for, and I say neighborhood, but an area that we're just going to do something about it ourselves. We're going to take the action and be proactive in that That's way. That's right. Yeah. And, and I do want to say the major infrastructure dollar has been coming in. It mm-hmm. takes years. People don't sure, realize for those things to get funded yeah. from multi-level of state and federal. So the city revitalized the 12th Street Bridge. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Did oh, an amazing wonderful. job. Yeah. The sewer system started last year, which is awesome. Now we lost a quarter of a million dollars worth of cobblestones that they forgot to put in the contract that we needed to retain because they don't make granite cobblestones anymore. Ooh, I but, bet that killed you. Oh, yeah. I shed a few tears over that mm-hmm. one. But the thing is, is what it did is what we did every year when we weren't operating um, the haunted houses is we just bought one building at a time. We now oh. own 15 buildings in the West Bottom. You actually have a real estate We do. We have group real estate development and we have just slowly worked on it. We weren't Mm -hmm. born with money. Right. We just have a love and a passion and believe in hard work and we want it to be there for everyone. And we want it to be, have that energy, you know, one of the reasons you're you're not on that Caribbean Island or whatever you talked about (laughs) earlier is because you're reinvesting in your community. That's what you're doing. Absolutely. And 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 believe in it. Yeah. And it's getting attention because you recently it was announced that there are, I believe, three developers who actually this time might do something? Yes. Can you talk about that a little bit? Well, what they're what they're looking at, of course, when you um, start looking at development, one of the main things is residential. And what we have tried to do very diligently is look at a plan long term, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not short term that people look at when they're in political office, but we need a long term plan. And that's sometimes where Kansas City has fallen off a little bit is not being able to bring in the people to do that long-term planning. And so 
we don't want, I, I have traveled all over the country and looked at areas just like the West Bottoms and talked to their mm-hmm. associations and said, what did you do right? What did you do wrong? How would you do it differently in the planning process? And I have gotten incredible feedback. So if you look at our own little area like Westport, where you had this amazing energy hop in place and you moved in residents and then people start spending a lot of money on where they live and all of a sudden they grow a little older or their favorite bar goes out well, I don't like the trash truck at 8 a.m. I don't like the new bar who that came in. So they start right. complaining. Mm-hmm. And what you have to do is not lose sight of why you moved there in the first place. Yeah. So in the West Bottoms, I can't move the airport. Um, the trains for sure aren't going away. No. They're rather loud. <laughs> and my werewolves run around in October. <laughs> and if you don't like antiques, First Friday is really going to annoy you with the people who are coming exactly. in regionally to shop right. there. So look I think that residential, we will get there, Mm -hmm. but we have put a a measure into place for any developer. So these three developers that have come in um, and looked at doing new types of things, one of them being residential, which is the old Weldwell building, Mm -hmm. um, they had to sign um, saying, I understand what I'm developing in and we accept that. So in that planning process, I'm hoping that we set it up correctly so that some of the issues that other types of areas have, we won't have in the future. So we're looking at new, um, we're excited about the art element. There's already tons Mm -hmm. of artists there. We're inundated with photographers. And I think that you know, the trend is really moving while well. First Friday Warehouse Weekends in the West Bottoms was just on that first weekend. We now have 30 shops open those that first weekend, and we have 14 to 15 every single weekend. So we're definitely moving in the right place. Now we need to get more restaurants. Mm-hmm. While it's amazing to have all the food trucks and fun and ecliptic um you know, elements down there for the festival that we, we create every first Friday, we need more permanent things, yes. which then will attract um, different types of businesses, architectural firms, lawyers, people that are looking services. Yeah, mm-hmm. professional services. And that's, we really are, um, we have a million square feet in a four block area and we really are max on the first four floors. So it's utilizing those upper floors Mm -hmm. for businesses and things like that. Exactly. We only have a couple of minutes left. I want to make sure we get in a plug for Boulevardia. You're on the committee for that. Yes. Uh, Tell us real quickly. It's it's coming up uh, in just a week or so, or this weekend. It's this This weekend. weekend. Yes. Yes. It's this weekend. It starts Friday. Um, and Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, Father's Day. So mm-hmm. come down. If you love um, craft beer, a lot of the vintage shops will be open and participating. So if you love craft beer, you love to shop, there will be a Ferris wheel, teacups, and amazing talented bands that will be playing on three different stages the entire weekend. And so it's a really a fun time, and we're very excited. We work with O'Neill Events and Boulevard mm-hmm. Beer, sure. and um, they utilize a lot of our buildings and our parking lots. And it's a fun way to introduce people into the original Kansas City. Well, thank you so much for all of the work that you do. It's just really great things that you're doing, and, and it's making a difference. Thank so you. So thank you very much. And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, please visit our website at ithinkbigger.com. Follow us on Facebook, Thinking Bigger Business Media, or on Twitter at I Think Bigger. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Редактор субтитров А.Семкин Корректор А.Егорова